This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean. And guess what? Gareth Richards Hello. is with us this morning. Good morning. It could have been any jingle. I just had yeah. to, I just went for one. Uh, anyway, uh, so text, you can text um, all three of us on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. It's all there. Frank, morning, Gareth. Good morning. Morning, Frank. Uh, morning, Emily. <laughs> oh, I love that formality. Okay. We've just had a missive in. Do you remember last week we were talking about Drake's tattoos? Oh, yes. Drake has got... Uh, Drake, the um, popular s- s- rap person, <laughs> has, um, has got a series of celebrity tattoos. The oh. Beatles. Diana Ross, was it? Oh, I mean, some of them are rather strange choices. It's got Sade. Oh, yeah, Sade. Sade? Yes. Sade's on... I've got an idea Sade might still be massive in America. Mm, You know, know this sort of parallel universe is where people are still... Yes. Yeah. I'm still on telly in Japan. Really? (laughs) Yeah. He's got all sorts going on, on that body. Um, So we were suggesting, or Frank was coming up with alternative tattoo suggestions, and uh, one of the people you mentioned, Frank, you may recall, was Paul Coyer. Yeah, I thought that would be... Paul Coyer? Yeah, yes. Paul Coyer. Do you, Are you remember familiar him? with his work? No. He was a Scottish TV presenter. He, did not, yeah. he was Scottish and on TV, not necessarily. Right. And he was a sort of a good-looking young lad, always mm. worn a lot of nice knitwear. <laughs> OK. And um, he just seemed uh, someone you'd, you'd be surprised to find on mm. Drake's uh, tattoo um menu. Yes, and I like he has responded, Paul Coyer. That's fantastic. He's been alerted to this. Not so Coyer, after (laughs) all. (laughs) He could be a bit Coyer. Someone called Adam on Twitter, Adam Lethbridge, alerted him to this, and Paul Coyer responded, I didn't know that, what an honour. Is Frank taking the... Jingle please, Frank. Is Frank taking taking the... Hold on. Is Frank taking the... about Coyer he ends with good on him smiley face now I like that go. kind of man yeah he um, yeah I wasn't really was it I was I was sort of, I suppose I was picking him as a name that you don't hear so much now and be unlikely to find on I, I would be surprised if Drake so say all of us had a full awareness <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm very happy to hear from Paul Coyer he, used to, he was um, what's the word when people's on, on telly too much they, the word they always bring up Ubiquitous? Ubiquitous, of course. Lovely Thank work, God Gareth. you're here. <laughs> Cochrane had never got that in an hour. <laughs> an hour? An hour it would have taken him. Like 60 minutes. That's a lot of dead air, isn't it? <laughs> it, is. it is. But, you know, we, uh, we're not frightened of dead air on this show. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, it, was, it was National Poetry Week. This week. Oh. On, oh well, no, well, the day was on Thursday, National Poetry Day. So, you know, I don't think I heard a single poem. Oh, well, you should have called me. Oh. <laughs> so, um, what I did, because my, my son, I've got a, a seven-year-old, if you're new to the show, 
And I know it's tedious when people talk about their kids, but there is a point to this. Um, and uh, he had to learn um, for National Poetry Day The Owl and the Pussycat. Oh. Right? It's a classic. Mm. I, I learned it with him because I didn't, I didn't know off by heart. It's really good to get poems off by heart. But there was... Um, the, the second verse begins, Pussy said to the owl, you mm. elegant fowl. Mm. And he, you know, he's a big Queen fan. Yes. And he started over and over again going, Pussy said to the owl, Pussy said to the owl, <laughs> Pussy said to the owl, Pussy said to And I've been unable to get it out of my head all week. <laughs> and then, of course, heard out of context, people can be slightly yeah, okay, alarmed okay. by him. But um, it just was so, it's so <laughs> perfect. Pussy said to the owl. Pussy said to the owl. I thought maybe we could we could try under okay. pressure with um, with that yeah. as a backing thing. What do you think? Do you oh, know the word under that. pressure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you do lead vocal, and maybe me and Emily can do pussy said, said to, to the, the owl. owl. Okay. okay. Well, one. hang on. What? You, yeah. All right. Go on. One, two, three, four. Pussy, pussy said to the owl. owl. Pussy said to the owl, under pressure. Pussy said to the owl, pushing down on the owl, pushing down on you, no matter what. Pussy said to the owl, under pressure. I don't like when uh, when. Uh, I thought you said I'm depressed, sir. When when Gareth says under pressure, he really sounds like he's under pressure. It's like it's a method singing. I was under it a lot of pressure. Like, you were. It sounds it's, like it's the most under pressure anyone has ever sang. Under pressure. <laughs> Now, recently on the show, mm-hmm. I, I, we've been talking about um, mistakes that turn out to be better than the originals. Mm. Yes. Um, and there's been a few examples when I, I, uh, something that I thought was in Rhinestone Cowboy isn't, but what I thought was definitely better. Right. Yeah. And, and, and some, uh, some of our readers have sent ones in. Um, this week, while, while we were... Um, me and my son were learning the owl and the pussycat. <laughs> There's a bit they dined on mints. They did. Mm. And oh. slices of quince. Yeah. And he said they dined on mice oh. and slices of... Now, it suddenly struck me that if you were preparing mm. the... If you were doing the wedding catering for the unlikely combination... Yes. Of an owl and a pussycat. There's only really one main <laughs> course that they're both very much associated with. I hate some mice. Yeah. You'd go mice, wouldn't you? Yes. That would be... You'd I'm, always oh, go mice. I mean, an owl and a pussycat. Gotta go mice. Mm. Don't, don't rhyme with quince, though, does it, That's mice? The, yeah, no, but they could no. have had slices of rice. And no, some, uh, they didn't uh, have no, sushi good. back then. They dined yeah. on mice and a side order of rice. Yeah, exactly. That would have been fine. That would have suggested <laughs> that they'd travelled in the uh, you know in the boat and been to uh, places where they eat rice. It's actually mm. a wonderful poem. Mm. Most middle class thing I've ever said. You know what? It's a lot better than I always thought. It was just a silly kids poem. It's actually uh, it, it's a, it's brilliant. Mm. I, yeah, I've grown to look. By the way, the mints that they dined on, are we thinking mints as in what goes into a shepherd's pie or well, mints as in what goes into a mince pie? I'm, I'm thinking very much the sort of disgusting Victorian food 
Right. Do you know what I mean? Because they were big fans of stuff like the pigeon, mince. So you think it'd be meat? Oh, not, absolutely. Not that what, mince, what do you think no, it's extra meat. strong mince? No, but mince pie. Mince oh, meat I is see. what that's called, isn't it? It would mm. be called mince meat. I think well, it anyway. would be mince meat because that's. You'll be mince meat in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, um, also. Yes. I went to the opening night of um, Orpheus and Eurydice. Uh, and, and, and blow me down if I didn't meet Jeremy Vine. Jeremy Vine? Who spent, oh, Vine. I would say, well, let's not exaggerate, yeah. he put four minutes oh, telling yeah. me how brilliant Emily was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vine. How brilliant. How brilliant. Oh, Viney. And at one point... Viney. At one point, he actually used the phrase, because I wrote this down <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> So In I didn't anchor. forget it. You, you, of this show, you're good on it as well. <laughs> oh, I have never. <laughs> wow. Viney. Can I just say? Can I? Can I use that for my biog? What you can't use that? Can I you? can. I can say, uh, Jeremy Vine or Frank Skinner. You're good on it as well. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't write down all his praise of you. I didn't make a note of that because it was too oh. much. I didn't oh, want to overload. He got so many bites. <laughs> but, oh, man, did he take he other opinions on a phone in while you were there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he did. I need to work on my Vine impression. Uh, yeah, I, it's a tricky one, the Vine impression. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I think it would be quite easy. I'm happy to hear your work in Have progress. A go. Have a oh go. no, don't Have a go. throw me the I hospital, eh? I had to sing under Get pressure. Yeah, you did. <laughs> under a lot of pressure, you did. I know, but there's a lot of I've got. I've already got quite a lot in the bank now. It seems with Vine. Right? Yeah, you don't. Want to I don't ruin want to it. suddenly go into an overdraft. Well, well what within do you th- minutes? What do you think about this? Okay. Uh, Sherry Blair was also at this uh, do. My wow. Sherry Amore. And um, this guy came over to her. I was. I just said hello to Sherry Blair, and then this guy came over and said, "Oh, Sherry, Sherry, I have." He said, "There's um, there's something that I have." Um, I, please let me introduce myself, is what he said. Please That's let right. me introduce yourself. Your son. Oh. And I said, you're her son. And you <laughs> oh, have to introduce yourself. And they didn't quite get it. Oh. And he went on and he said, I'm working with your son. I said, no, no, no. But what you said was, mm. and it was really, they were looking at me like I was some madman. Yeah. I was saying, but you said, I, have to, I really want to introduce myself. Your son. And, and they were saying, hmm. <laughs> Anyway, so, and it was, and oh dear, and I, I just wanted them to get it. Sometimes, sometimes get people it. don't like the comedy in real life. No, they don't like, they don't know it. This they is don't good, get make it. him feel better about it. But mm. this guy was Jonathan Miller's son, you think he'd have got a bit of comedy. Yeah. Oh. But you know, they see, they see. I think he, you once said something about Jonathan Miller wearing jeans and how you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. So maybe he's heard that. You see, the gittishness will come back. And he had Jonathan Miller's jeans. <laughs> <laughs> well, it reminds me. That is very good. Excellent work. <laughs> very good. <laughs> it, but it did remind me, you know, I, I tried living by the samurai code for a, for a few Buckle months. Buckle up, everyone. And um, one of the Hold things... Hold on a minute. You lived by the samurai, co- samurai Code for a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Oh. You, know, you, know that, you, know you know that pub in Acton? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I, I lived alone and I tried know? to live. It's not about no, thoughts and stuff. It's a philosophical... Do you know what that is, Gav? No. Oh, it's called Way of the Samurai. Right. 
Anyway, one of the things it says is that when a now sparrow... Now you're on the way of the Nazarene. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, still doing that. But the, um, the, it says the sparrow hawk, mm. when he goes into a, 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 a bunch of sparrows, I don't know the collective noun for sparrows. Anyone? Oh, well, it would be a flock. Oh, no. Coll- collective noun for sparrows, like 12, 15. Mm. When he goes into it, he, sees, he, he decides which sparrow he's going for. And even if another sparrow flies right, to him and it's easy to get he ignores that and he sticks on the one that he's always going for from the beginning right mm-hmm. uh, and and it's a sort of a you know it's how to achieve things in life and mm. that's what this guy was doing with Sherry Blair I think yeah. she was the sparrow and I flew in the way and he just brushed me to one side um. so there was I think there was lessons to be learned from all of it yeah. good night Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Skinner on Absolute Radio where, where, we've had, um, oh, where oh, were we? We've had a message from Tony in Hampshire, Frank. Oh, and he's saying, stop talking about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> good morning, Frank. My son was... Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. My son was a guest at the Coliseum Theatre on Tuesday night and he went out of his way to call you out as one of the celebrities that he's... I think call you out might be the wrong choice of words. No, we didn't you. fight. No, you weren't challenged no. in any way, were it you means, on the evening? It means I was... Uh, I was identified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, To call you out as one of the celebrities that he saw while he was there. He also mentioned Sherry Blair and Holly Willoughby. Uh, But no mention of Jeremy Vine. Oh, Oh, Shelby. Shelby. Can I just do a point of You know he listens, Jeremy Vine. You've broken his heart. Hi, Viney. Sorry, Jeremy. Can I just say, uh, point of order, Cherie, boys. There's a lot of sherry going along here. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's how I always started my mornings, of course, for many years. Um, Cherie, Blair. This is what makes it worth coming to work. Um, Yeah, well, that's that's why Cherry. He's not on the stop. <laughs> can, can I finish this text? <laughs> You're right. We should yeah, just I establish occasionally, Gareth. Um, that's not the word for it, Frank. He loses, loses it. it. He loses it. it. Would you say he does it every show? Or no, does, not every not show. Not every how often he used to do it. Um, <laughs> I, well, I'm not... Uh, Do you remember there was a classic time when he lost it? Can you imagine the cockerel losing it like this? I know, but don't compare the partners. No, no, but that... I I mean, I don't know if that's a plus or a minus, because, I mean, he's like like the Sphinx, Alan. Anyway, carry on. But it's stoic. But I, um, as we went into this link, Frank said, so, any text from the outside world? And I panicked under pressure again. So I thought, oh, this... Pussy said to the owl. 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 No, that's the other one. Yeah, no, it's the same. I've sampled the pussy said to the owl beat. I know. Yeah. For that... for the And also, it's a bit more like the wedding the wedding meal. Something grabs hold of me tightly. Someone's calling for ice at the meal because the quince is a bit... I wouldn't say it was off, it's on the turn. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, carry on. What about when I had dinner with Edward Lear? Anyway, ring the uh, Rita thing. I didn't uh, really. He died in 1888, but I, my, you could go and take your children to... It was t- afternoon tea with cucumber sandwiches. They might still do it, Frank. It's lovely. Well, well I was saw... an, act, an old actor dressed up as Edward Lear, well, and it, my parents stopped us off with him. Lo- lovely. <laughs> you wouldn't do it now. 
Why? Um, I saw a, a, a little excerpt from a one-man show. You know, when you go to Edinburgh, people do excerpts from their shows and things so that you'll go and see the whole show. Oh, yes. And he was playing Hans Christian Andersen. Lovely. And he said, um, now I shall be playing the part of Hans Christian Andersen. He said, I'm playing Hans Christian Andersen because people often tell me that I look like him. <laughs> and I imagine, does this bloke get on the bus and people at the back going, that's not uh, Hans Christian Andersen. <laughs> I mean, who knows what Hans Christian Andersen looks like? Such lies. <laughs> Absolutely. This lie. is where Frank's mind goes. Lies. You. Actual lies, Gareth. Yeah. Do you call him out? Algernon, you've you've gotta play. You've gotta play Christian Anderson, man. You are you were born. But do you really think so? Oh, but you look just like nobody ever said that to him. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Gareth, I interrupted. Uh, I interrupted you, Gareth. I've got to uh, finish this text. Go on. We're halfway through a text. Sorry. So um, this is person saying that their son was at the Colosseum Theatre seeing that play you said about. Mm. It wasn't Can't. a play. It was an opera. Orpheus and Eurydice. Huh? Do you know that? It's a horrible insult. Do you know? Do you know the story of uh, Orpheus and Eurydice? Oh, yes. Of course, but I'll let you just, tell it. Just briefly. He was an underworld type. Just briefly, she this she died. The girlfriend dies. Oh. Right. And uh and he he, work, he gets told that if he can he can go down and get her yeah. from the, the you know, the, the the netherworld. Right. But when he brings her back he mustn't look in her eyes. That's the story. Whatever happens. Okay. Don't look. And of course, he's madly in love with her, and he and he goes and he finds her. Yeah. And she has to walk behind him, but he's not allowed to mm. tell her why. 2019. She, yeah. And she gets really. She's not obs- allowed to tell him why. She, he's not allowed to tell her why. No. There's a lot of rules. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Controlling all this. It's bringing someone back from the dead. You know. It's, it's I know, but still, wrong. mate. Come on. But anyway, the the point is that. He, because he's so in love with her, in the end she's saying, well, I don't understand why you're not looking at me. You know what they're like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. And, and in New the faces, end... New faces, 1972. In the end he turns around and looks at her, so of course she dies and has to go back to the netherworld. And it really oh, reminded me, do you remember that? There was that's a, a shame. Fa- there was a famous experiment <laughs> um, where they sit a kid in a room with a biscuit Mm. And they say, I'm going away now for five minutes. If yeah. you don't eat that biscuit, when we come back, you can have two biscuits. <laughs> and a lot of kids, the kids who eat that one biscuit can't wait five minutes. Like like you, like you, um, Orpheus just couldn't wait till he got to the end of the yeah. tunnel. The idiot. But, um, but the, apparently they found out the kids who... Um, who can wait for the two biscuits tend to do really well in life because mm. of the old deferred gratification. They're happy to study for three years knowing there'll be a degree at the end of it. So I, there you go. I would say, if that, I kids? may, that is possibly one of your superpowers is the delayed gratification. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks very much. So if you, for that. If you, I'm just yeah. saying. And, and that's why the punchline for this story will be in two hours' time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gareth. Keep going. Speaking of delayed gratification, <laughs> deferred. Uh, deferred. 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 Not delayed. I do apologise. <laughs> 
<laughs> so already this um, opening night was full of celebrities. Mm. But this Tony in Hampshire, the suspiciously named Tony in Hampshire. Was incred- Can I just say there wasn't some Ben Kingsley was there, par example. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He's a lovely little actor. I'm sorry, guys, but this Tony in Hampshire has a boast to be all of that. Okay. Come on. Not Paul Coyer. He says, my son was there. Yeah. Yeah, but you're giving him tone, aren't you? (laughs) My son. Well, he says, it's the second time he says, my son was a guest at the Coliseum Theatre on Tuesday night as well. And then he says, my son was there as a guest of the theatre, as he is the designer... Luke Edward Hall, and he was responsible for designing the artwork for the safety curtain at the Coliseum. Ah. Wow. <laughs> Great show, Tony in Hampshire. See, you're not impressed by that. I am. I am. <laughs> was it I good? I am quite yeah. impressed. Yeah. It's the that's... safety curtain. Oh, oh I wish you'd come up. safety curtain. I wish you'd come up and said hello now. Uh. <laughs> you don't meet many safety curtain artists. <laughs> also, in not. a modern theatre, the sa- you don't often get the safety. It's Hall. all trendy. You just get all sort of smoke, fade to black. I like an old red safety curtain. Yeah, and the mix- that, that mixture of art, which is all about expression and freedom, com- you know, combined with security. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's, it is a, a fabulous juxtaposition. Well, the next time, was it Toby? Did you say? Um, Tony. Tony. From Hampshire. No, he's son. And his son is Luke Edward Hall. Can okay. I just say the designer. I like. Um... Well, I hope the next time I'm there, which is quite soon, that he'll come over and say hello and we can talk, uh, we can talk fire. <laughs> Freedom of creative self expression combined with security. I like that because that could be uh, Charles Bronson's Twitter bio, I like to think. He likes to express himself. You mean Charles Bronson, the, the prisoner? Or the, yes, of yeah. course, the prisoner. Well, it could have been the actor. Has he, has he been superseded now by someone who named themselves after yes. him? Yes. It's the same as Jane Seymour. It's so wrong. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, um, I, 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 did a, I did a gig at, uh, at Scarborough this week, and then the next day... I went to Whitby Abbey, oh. which is... Do you know Whitby Abbey? Um, I'm not that familiar with that abbey. Yeah, it's... Um, so where the Synod of Whitby happened? Exactly. Mm. It's exactly where, where it happened. Oh, I love it when you two start talking abbeys. Uh, well, I mean, it was a Synod of Whitby that drew me in, I've got to say. But anyway... Can I just say something? Uh, I apologise for my ignorance. I don't know what a Synod is. A Synod is a gathering of religious leaders, usually to decide some sort of... At the Nothing time, to do with Leonard Skinner, I know that. No, there was two <laughs> enormous um, debates: was whether our monks should have their hair, and what was the date of Easter. Those were the two biggies. Oh. Can I just say how monks should have their hair? I'd have a lot to say on. I'm sure it's a pity you weren't at the synod. <laughs> I mean, me. that's my kind of synod. Yeah. Um, Back to you, Frank, in the studio. Okay, uh, thanks a lot, Emily. <laughs> so um, I'm here at Whitby, and uh, it's a little bit windy. I'll be straight with you. We're gonna, we'll, we'll soldier on. Um, no, so um, yeah, we, yes, Whitby Abbey. So uh, the synod. It's yeah. It's it's also um, that where um, Dracula first uh, lands in England in the in the book. Oh. So right. um, he lands, he lands, the, the ship, there's like a shipwreck thing and he, he's in, uh, he's come over in a coffin full of soil kind of thing. You know, Dracula, what he's like. Why did taking he fly? Our, taking our coffins. <laughs> he should have flowed, I know. But um, it was... Um, he, Does he fly, Dracula? 
Oh, yeah, he can fly as well. I didn't. In I the never book, knew that. In the book, he turns in, he can turn into different creatures. So shut up. So a bat is one of them. I, think. I thought he just had the fangs. I thought that was his thing. He bit you. But when he lands at Whitby, he jumps ashore as a big black dog. That's his. That's his. Uh, that's his current term. He's, he, I think he might be witness protection. <laughs> anyway, um, I met a bunch of guys at Whitby Abbey who'd all been to my gig the night. A bunch before. of guys. Five guys. Uh, a gang. Five guys. None of them were named Mo. Yeah. And um, they'd been to the gig right. the night before. So they come and said, to, oh, oh, we enjoyed your gig last night. I said, oh, thanks very much. And they said, we were talking about what was our favourite joke from the gig. So they then each told me their favourite joke. So, wait, five guys are at Whitby Abbey. Yeah. And they... Did you plan to meet them there? No, they, they just, just happened to be. They just happened to be there. Oh, your that. audience have changed. I know exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but then one of them said, "I'll be honest with you. One of the jokes you did last night." He said, "I haven't even told these guys that. I didn't get it." Ah. And he said, uh, "Could you explain it to me?" <laughs> oh. So I explained this joke to him. <laughs> sitting in the cafe at Whitby Abbey. Had he oh. gone to the church for a solution to that question? <laughs> Was he going to pray about it? And then he said, uh, "He said, oh, I get it." <laughs> and I, oh, I mentally added that laugh to the laugh I'd got the night before. <laughs> but it's a very weird thing. It was like some debriefing I'd arranged with uh, um, yes. with the guys. But it was. It could have been a lot worse. Of course, they could have hated it. I like that they're now referred to as the guys. Yeah, they're, his, guys. they're his crew now. I was but, down the Abbey hanging with some guys. <laughs> and, uh, the but there was another Leonard thing. Leonard Sinnard guys. There's another thing. <laughs> There's another thing I'd like to discuss with you that, uh, that happened at the Abbey, but we'll uh, we'll do it after this. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner. Who, let's face it, does not smell like teen spirit. Um, <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Gareth Richards is with us this morning. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I think I was at Whitby Abbey. Yes. So I was taught there's a, there's a church at the Abbey and I was taught in a graveyard and stuff. And I, I was, know, but I'm sorry to interrupt, Frank, but oh. Rich and Joe have uh, got in touch. Okay. Regarding, um, we're currently serving breakfast at our Whitby B and B, listening to your good selves, and mm. we can see the Abbey from the dining room window. Well, Do you need real time footage? <laughs> I'd love to see real time footage. <laughs> okay. Um, how nice to be able to see the Abbey from mm. you. Anyway, so um, I was talking to the woman who worked at the church there, doing on the shop and stuff. And she said, you know, we get a lot of goths. Get a lot of goths. Oh, here. really? Yeah, they exactly. You wouldn't be <laughs> exactly. They all go up for the. There's a big goth festival. In fact, they had, she was telling me they had a goth festival that included cyberpunk. And now there were so many people, they've had to split the two into two separate festivals. Right. Can you oh, believe? Well, that's the Synod of Whitby all over again. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Shattering <laughs> into fractions. Oh, no, that was more of a unifying thing, Synod of oh, Whitby. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's, okay. when, that's the moment when the Catholic Church got a good, solid grip on the British Isles. Oh, anyway. Days, as far as you're concerned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and she said, yeah, we get a lot of people uh, coming here and asking me where Dracula is buried. 
Oh, because um. of the Grac- the the Dracula connection. Yeah. I just oh. thought because it was a Gothic cathedral. No, because I thought he they... just had a lot of family in the area. Because he landed um. at Whitby in the book. Oh. And she said, and you said he travelled in a coffin full of earth. Yes. Shall I fly or shall I take the coffin full of earth? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, so she said, oh, she said, I'm fed up with the people asking us about... She said, so we've had to put a sign up on the door saying that Dracula is fictional. <laughs> <laughs> I love... That's breaking people's hearts, isn't it? Just get... They're not even being told. Just read this sign. Oh! <laughs> and she said, we had one guy who just would not have it. She said, I had an argument with my husband. And he said, uh, he said... Um, Oh well, if if uh, you might as Gary well, Oldman. And he said, you might as well. Uh, if you're going to say Dracula doesn't exist, you might as well say uh, Captain Cook didn't exist. She said at that point, my husband was so angry, he had to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the idea of like Baker Street and yeah. a massive sign at 221 B saying this character is fictional. Yeah, well, I'm glad Whit- Whitby isn't in charge of Christmas. I, yeah. said, I said that to uh, to a driver, though, once. He was talking about Baker Street, and he said something about Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And he said something like, it's changed a bit since Sherlock Holmes was around here. And I thought, and I said, yeah, blah, blah. And he said something else, and I thought, hold on. I said, you know, you know, you know Sherlock Holmes is like, oh, he's not, wasn't real. That? He said, what? I said, yeah, he was he's just in a book. He said, no, he's, he's, I've dropped people at his house. I said, yeah. <laughs> he still lives there. Yeah, but it was... Uh, if, I, I, if, if a goth came looking... I don't know if I could tell a goth face-to-face that there is, there is no... Dra- well, I that's mean, their Santa Claus, absolutely. There was cruel. There was Vlad the Impaler, of course, who he was based on, but you can't based on, doesn't count. And then there was uh, Vlad the Impala, who I think uh, <laughs> David Attenborough did a documentary about. Was, but he was very different, you know. Um... So yeah, so that 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 the, there's no uh, equivocation at, at Whitby. I'm afraid fictional character. That's where they've left it. Mm. If anyone's got any further information on his existence, I might go and visit Whitby. I like the sound of it. Yeah, well, we went on to um, Durham Cathedral, which is gobsmacking. To yeah. be to be at the tomb of the venerable Bede. I actually had a, a bead of tear in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Gareth's here this morning. Gareth, what's happening? Oh, well, um, we have been looking round schools. Okay. For um, our oldest child, Ethan. Yeah. I'll say his name because I've said it loads of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too late now. Um, mm. Yeah, he's going to secondary school, can you believe it? The big schools. Big school. Oh, yeah. is that what it's called? Lovely. Yeah, so we've have, we have to Are look... they 11 when they go to big school? Yeah. OK. 11, we have to look round the schools, decide which one we want him to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, it's quite bizarre going round schools. <laughs> like, because I, I mean, I remember school from when I went. Well, you would. Um, <laughs> I think for most of us that's a main connection. <laughs> but now you see, I'm looking around a school for my son to go to. Yeah, and it re- it's a real wake up call about what level of life you're at. Um, and um, 
teachers are ever so young now, you know. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. What's going on? <laughs> I know. There was a young girl in there in the drama studio. Oh, why aren't you in uniform? Yeah. And she was yeah, a- but you always say that. I've told you before not to say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me and those policemen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was... Um, but what do you look... What's your criterion? Yeah. Well, when I was at school, teachers were ever so old. Much older than me. Can I just say you well, say yeah. that? Uh, Frank Skinner can top us all, though, uh, because <laughs> well, he knows like, someone. He's, he's the great. most senior member of staff. He's, no. <laughs> what? Uh, your family school anecdote, please, Frank Skinner. Family school anecdote. Related, I believe it was your grandmother. Oh, and... yeah. Yeah, my grandmother <laughs> said when she was at school <laughs> that one morning they were all called into the into the hall so they all sat down and uh, the, the headmistress got on stage and said I'm sorry it's bad, terrible news children Queen Victoria has died <laughs> now that does that does date wow. it a bit <laughs> yeah back yeah. to Gareth in the studio I think we had uh, Argy's missing when I was at school <laughs> oh no that was on this show yeah carry on um, yeah so uh, teachers are very young now yes <laughs> it's really changed um, and um, Laura embarrassed me in front oh. of the music teacher. God. She, she said, didn't get you to sing under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was talking about we put on shows here, uh, it's ever so good, all the kids get involved. And then Laura says, Oh, my husband's a comedian. He oh. does shows all the time. Oh, well, like the proud mother. Yeah, oh, like no. exactly like my what? My, like she my was looking for would. a school. You sure she's not secretly looking for a school for you? <laughs> yeah, it didn't take the first time. <laughs> the old education. So, as, are you now lined up to be their? Um, <sighs> You're going to have artistic a... director. And oh, I, you're like Mr. G. I suppose what was encouraging is afterwards I was like, "What was? Why did you do that? That's exactly what my mum." And she said, Yeah, I know, I don't know why I did that. Oh, that was well. it. It's just she was just clutching for something to say. Anyway, and we had to go into the big hall for the um for the big talk from the headmaster. Mm. <laughs> Which was um he was in a sort of like quite tense situation all of a sudden, you know, being in the school assembly again. Yeah, yeah. And um and while we were waiting for it to start, we looked at the um, the GCSE grade from this school. Now, in yeah. Bournemouth, there's a... You haven't looked at that before. No, there's yeah. an 11-plus system. Okay. So, like, all the clever oh, kids grammar gram- go to grammar school. Oh, OK. And so this school was clearly the leftover kids, and their GCSE grades were not good. Like yeah. properly zeros for all the top things. So I was thinking, oh, what's this going to... And then I saw the head girl and head boy were mm. doing speeches. Mm. So I was like, oh, what's this going to be like? What's the head... And um, the um, head girl did her speech. And... Mm. Um, I'm tense, I don't know about you. Yeah. I felt absolutely <laughs> sick. <laughs> At one point she said, and I... I really want to do well in my exams because afterwards I would like to become a teacher. Uh, and um, I don't want to make fun of people for no. not for expressing themselves eloquently or yeah. a bit. No, well, you, I, I, would, no I mean, I, I, I'm guessing this reminds, this reminds me slightly, Gareth, of when um, I believe it was Nancy DeRolio was asked what she did and she said, I lawyer. <laughs> yes. I, 
I, I think I, it's maybe in that ballpark. Yeah, but, okay. but I kind of like I kind of like that. It's sort of slightly poetic. So I'm Spartacus. I, I am, yes, exactly. Okay. Like uh, I am woman. I think was that. Um, Song once. Helen Reddy, was it? Still, I don't know if I'd want someone representing me who said I lawyer, but sorry, Max well, Garrison in the studio. I used to hang around with Tarson quite a lot, so I'm, <laughs> I'm used to it. He just wanted me, Frank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, Tarson, you, Frank. I, I was happy with that. But, you know, a few people... So gonna, the jury's out. On well, they, we're in this tense situation, but do we need to play a song? <laughs> we need to get the fez out. I think we need to. I Is need to play a, a song and also give you a stern talking to. <laughs> <laughs> um, mainly about someone sitting at home in tears listening to this. <laughs> and that laugh says why <laughs> I have to give you a talk. <laughs> So I was saying about I was uh, uh, having the speech from the headmaster and um, well the head girl of the school for Ethan and can I say by the way public speaking is very difficult we've all had slips know, of the tongue I've seen your act <laughs> <laughs> we've all had slips of the tongue and said something not quite right well and I had one earlier on the show what did you oh, say yeah, that's right well I don't want to repeat it oh the yeah oh, that the, is um, awful yeah. yeah Alan said Descartes. He did, yeah. yeah. I love Descartes. I call, what did I call the dog, Frank? Uh, Weimarana. I said Weimarana. Yeah, Weimarana. I mm. kind of like that. That did sound the title of a poem. Yeah. Weimarana. Mm. Does thy ship stand idle in the dark bay? Oh, anyway. Go home, Coleridge. But can I say, and it doesn't come from a very good place in our humanity, but people getting things wrong is funny. Mm. Especially when you're under pressure in a serious situation <laughs> when... Under pressure? Now go on. <laughs> when, you know, there's, you, you're under, you know... Come you've on, behave spit yourself. it out. So I lean over to Laura. This was the mistake I made. I leant over to Laura and yeah. I said, I believe if she studies really hard, one day she could become a teacher. Right. As a little joke between us. Right. That set me off giggling. Oh, no. Oh, we've hey, all when seen you it. lose we've all it. Seen yeah. In a full assembly room, complete silence. And I haven't lost it like this for years. Oh, no. Where I had to do something to. I, I, could, I honestly. I obviously couldn't Last just time laugh. Was my family's funeral. Laugh out loud. <laughs> laugh out loud. So I, what I did is I, I tried to hold it in by bending over and just. <laughs> but I was physically that's, shaking. That's down. I think that might be down. Yeah. What, can was... we just say for um, readers who aren't um, outside the window and can't see? Right. Gareth was sort of assuming, was I would call it the Rodan thinker pose. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but slightly or, fetal. But everything, yes. every orifice is closed uh, tight to not right, let the sound yeah. out. Yeah. And every he went, muscle. Even clenched. then, he's slightly empurpled. I mm. mean, yeah. I, on the day, he must have been puce. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and Ethan's looking at me going, and I, I'm like, I want to say, I'm so sorry this mm. is happening. I and mean, it's a school assembly hall tradition. <laughs> yeah, the giggles. Your, you actually had the giggles. The yeah. giggles. Huh? There needs to be some public procedure for getting the giggles because it's nothing personal to anyone. Well. It's an involuntary, it can't be helped. 
It's no. a disease. Okay. <laughs> it's about okay, time okay. you established it as, a, as an issue, and then yeah. you'd be all right. I need to only... The giggles, we need more public awareness of the giggles as, as an right. issue that yeah. people... And Ethan thought I was crying. Okay. So Ethan got quite upset. Yeah. His eyes filled with tears. Because he thought, thought gonna, he doesn't take after his, he doesn't take after his dad. <laughs> Otherwise, Ethan thought I was crying. So then he got the giggles. <laughs> Can no, I just say, I've empathic, got a wonderful, wonderful um, human being. I've got a wonderful therapist in about ten years. If you need the number, okay, for Ethan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my ship has sailed. Yeah. Too late for my. <laughs> yeah, therapy. too late for you, dear. Yeah. Um, Why, Marilyn? Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> I mean, Laura was livid with me. Can no, you imagine? Well, see that. I think that makes the giggles worse when you know. Oh. The longer the giggles, the longer the giggles. That's my motto. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a good... I mean, that is a good strapline for our campaign. It to get the awareness of say, giggles Frank out. Frank and I had... Were because people are judged for giggling in the wrong situation. Yes. Well, but the... The wronger the giggles, the longer the giggles. Yeah. It's not a it's not a character yes. thing. It doesn't mean you don't Frank, know how wrong it is. It means you do know how wrong it is. Yes, yes. Frank Sorry to I, speak over you, Emily. I know you feel you're very impassioned. I understand. It's very important. Actually, um, my ears are bleeding. <laughs> Frank and I had a. We were afflicted by the giggles uh, on a train. Oh yeah, long ago. When I, I mean, there's no way to dress this up. We were um, laughing at s- some other inhabitants of the carriage. Well, I I, what, what they looked very <laughs> like. It hadn't occurred to me, but a woman got on, a very bossy old woman who told her, hus- told her husband where to sit, and there's like a long-suffering son who would have been in there. his forties, maybe. Yeah, oh. and I, I just thought, you know, I mean, she's going on a bit, and then Emily was. I think you were in the seat in front of me, and I had to so communicate. Text. She texted me a picture of the cast of remember that uh, sorry the <laughs> sitcom with Ronnie Corbett and it was so <laughs> perfect and I almost almost never get the giggles ever wow. uh, but oh man it was it was a killer blow because they were there the picture was there Frank started laughing so loudly that I had to say <laughs> Frank then did a, a thing and I'm just looking at this brilliant West Brom <laughs> picture I've been sent. I know yeah. I did it. Yeah, you have to well, I, I, did, I didn't want them to uh, think I was laughing at them. No. Which one always worries about that when one is laughing. And one has the giggles. Yeah, no, that was... But, I mean, there, Gareth just... He made it himself. You, you inflicted yeah. the giggles on me. That was... That was that was torturing a friend in a tight situation, yeah. which uh, I do most Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone's interested? Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I like uh, Gareth. You've been talking about getting the giggles. Chloe mm-hmm. Simmons has been in touch. I got the giggles during our wedding vows. My husband wasn't best pleased. No. And on the wedding video, you can hear one of his relatives shout out, somebody slap her. I suffer from nervous giggles. Uh, this That's is Chloe exa- from Tunbridge Wells. Can I say, this is exactly the sort of situation we need to address. Yeah. Yeah. The wronger the giggles, the longer the giggles. Exactly. Yeah. When I say that, let's okay. have some sympathy and empathy for other human beings afflicted by the giggles. Well, I knew a bloke that if you told if if he you told him about any sort if someone had died or something like that, he always started laughing. Yeah. He just, and yeah. and the thing is, once, smile. once he'd become aware of it, of course it became an even bigger deal. Mm. Anyway, 
if any, if there's any people listening who suffer with the giggles, I'm on tour at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love you to come to my house. And I will be chatting with David Baddiel next week, Frank. Will you? Yes. About Am I allowed what? to mention that, please? Oh, yes. Um, it's, a, it's at the Cheltenham Festival. Literary Festival. Oh, mm. very And nice. Frank's mother-in-law is coming, I've heard. It's next Thursday. Please come and see us. Okay. Thank you. What, what connection did that have to anything? I was talking about the gig. Well, I mentioned the two. Is huh? it going to yeah. be funny? I hope <laughs> oh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Funny. <laughs> well, you know, gig. Yeah. Giggles. Giggles, yes. And you mentioned the gig you were doing. Yeah, it's all, it's all makes sense. God, Garrett's come in now questioning the yeah. very fabric of this show. <laughs> what else have you been up to? Um, I um, I've got we've got a bit of an issue with spiders. Oh no! I believe October is the month of spiders. Is it really? Mm. I don't mind a spider. Oh, Can I confess something? I I just kill them. Yeah. Oh, there was it. a time when I I was really committed to catching yeah, them. There goes mm. our buddhist audience. <laughs> <laughs> And all, we've already lost the school children <laughs> yeah. and the teachers. Yeah, uh, there was a time when I would capture them and then run down the street with them so they couldn't find their way back. Okay. Mm. Um, but, a, with, with the old glass and beer mat yeah, type of yeah that affair. But I'm sorry, but they've overstepped the mark. Mm. Mm. In at the end of our garden, we've got a gateway. Every time I go through that gateway. They have built a new web there mm. yeah. to try and catch me. Do you do that thing? You know when you walk, walk around <laughs> in the garden, you get that <laughs> on your face, you can feel yeah. it on your neck and stuff. Do you know, I really Flailing. feel, I can't bear it. I just feel very, it's a real invasion. And sometimes, sometimes I leave them hanging. What, on your face? No, but you know when you semi-break the web and you think, mm. yeah, you hang there for a bit, mate. Didn't yeah. Kim Kardashian semi-break the web? <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. And um, we've had a text from 369. Um, morning all. Um, my friend... 369, they go straight wine, the monkey put the back. You the tobacco on the street. Ice, ice baby. <laughs> um, Pussy said to the owl. Under pressure! <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> My friend WhatsApp me last week to go round to her house to get rid of a spider. That's what her she friend was called WhatsApp. I did as well. <laughs> My friend, comma, WhatsApp. I thought, I thought it was uh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, and their friend WhatsApp. Carry on. I think there'll be a generation of children who are called things like WhatsApp. Do you think so? Little WhatsApp. Imagine calling how it we Twitter. <laughs> Imagine calling yeah. the child Twitter. How yeah. I Met Your Mother. I don't like that one much. No, I don't. Um, yeah, so someone got WhatsApp to go round to her house to get rid of a spider. She was in on her own. It was the tiniest spider under a Tupperware dish. I put it in the garden. Kiss Maxine. Hmm. So nice didn't story. kill it. We no. also... But the thing is, they're after me. And even though they're, st- they're, way, out of, again. they're way out of my league, they're way out of their league, they're overreaching because they're not yeah. going to catch me in the web. They only manage a couple of strands a day. No, but no. I always but think they, the could, they, could, um, they could swing some eggs into your earwax and let oh. them grow there. Oh, that's one of those urban myths. Oh, my gosh. Frank, oh, Anne Ord from Brightlingsea has been in touch, one of our Brightlingsea correspondents. Anne Ord? Yes. How do you spell that? O-R-D. Oh, OK. OK. 
my daughter, brackets 12, close brackets, walked through a spiderweb one morning on her way down the garden path to the car. She had a huge spider caught in her hair and totally freaked out. Yeah. Now, every time we walk down the path, we have to wield a garden cane in front of us, <laughs> a bit like Harry Potter with an oversized wand. The garden God knows cane. what the neighbours think. I understand that. I've been known to wield blunt instruments. Have you never done that? I've got broom what, handles. I've gone out in my in my concrete patch area where there is some foliage, um, and I wheeled the broom around just to make sure I've I've uh, destroyed any property. I see it like a sort of wrecking ball. It's a demolition job. Oh well, you see, of the I, I was an international limbo dancer, so it's not really a problem for me. Right. Do you mind a spider? Do you know what my stage name was when I was a limbo dancer? <laughs> oh, here we not. go. Gary Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> very good. I don't, I don't I, you know, with the spider, and I'd be very difficult to put a figure on this, but I see spider fine, spider fine, a little bit bigger, fine, a little bit bigger than that, fine, a little bit bigger than that, no. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know quite where it is. But there is a point where I just think, no, I don't like this one. This one, this one's pushing it with yeah. its with its dimensions. Yeah, they're trying to. They're growing too big. I Obviously, I wake up often encrusted in money spiders. I don't. Li- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely obnoxious, Frank. I don't like it when they look a bit. There's been an accident at the nuclear reactor plant. Hmm. Those are the spiders. Well, of course, I still dream of uh, Spidey Sense, <laughs> that it'll be that spider that turns me into a superhero. Mm. But uh, I was in Africa once. I like it when people call it Africa, like it's a small town somewhere yes. in the Cotswolds. Yes. You know, they're going, yeah, down in Africa. You <laughs> think, right. what's the big area you're talking about? Anyway, yeah. and I, when I woke up in the morning, I, uh, I... I um, walked to... We were in rudimentary uh, disused army barracks in oh, Burkina yes. Faso. And when I woke up, there was a spider... Um, I don't know what, what, how I'd describe the... Di- but saucer-sized spider, if you were to stretch its legs there, stuck to one of my buttocks. <laughs> and it must have been in bed, and I'd rolled over on the night, uh, squashed it, and it was still stuck... <laughs> <laughs> and it was there. Oh. It looked my butter looked a bit like Janet Jackson's breast during oh. the, um, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl the, h- halftime show. The wardrobe show. malfunction. I, yeah. d- I do not like this story. What do you say? Happy story. It's not like it. Really upsetting. Thing. It's a happy story in that I dealt with the spider, but in my sleep, so uh. I don't feel any guilt about about um, its its destruction. I don't like a squash spider leg. The, the knees look so tragic. Spider's knees are just wrong. I mean, do they need knees? I say that. They're my inspiration. Oh, well, okay. But still. Yeah, so um, that's that's the way. You want quite a big hairy body and I very do. spindly limbs. Yeah. Well, what that, I want is the is mo- that is the... Torso me. like a grape. <laughs> <laughs> torso like a grape. Oh. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Gareth Richards is here. You can text the show on 812.15... 
Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute website. I got slightly mm. like I was drowning in the middle of that awful experience. So, um, I've heard talk, boys, which I'd like to discuss <gasps> with you. Well, I, I have heard talk. I, I read it in an online story. There's a new film version of Oliver Twist in the works. Oh. Let's face it, there haven't been nearly enough adaptations of that over the years. No. Um, that's very much his Three Lions, Frank, would also, you say? Also, there was a new... The, uh, uh, Dickens? Dickens. Well, there's a new David Copperfield out this week as well. Oh, oh yes, Amanda Iannu- Iannucci. Yeah, so that, um, yeah. Fun I one. Remember her? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, so, the, yeah, Dickens, still, still big business. I know, but uh, not his best-selling novel, though. Oh, really? What was his best-selling novel? I believe it was Tale of Two Sissies. I believe that's the best-selling novel of all time. Sorry about that, Frank. Yours did well, though. Really? I didn't write a novel, so... No, best-selling book of all time, I believe. Might be novel rather than... What? Tale of Two Sissies? I believe so. Because of the sheer... Or people didn't... You know, that was all they had then. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. No. Oh, OK. There you go. Well, that's a, I can't believe that's the best set. Well, someone will know. Someone will know. I may have got Eight, that 12, wrong. 15. Apologies if I have. I, I stand correct. Are we saying book or novel? I'm going to say novel. OK, I don't enough. think it's book, because that's got to be your lot, hasn't it? Well, I'm hoping it's my lot, but you never know. Sorry, Times guys, can change. we explain what I mean by your lot? It's, the Bible. Yeah, oh, I see, yes. Um, when I see the family Bible with the roll she saved inside... Was crushed between the pages <laughs> like a final place to hide. <laughs> okay. Do you know when you did that impression, the producer she looked over at you and there was a little smile. I'm going to say played on her lips. Play, actually played. A bit approvingly. Oh, I'm seeing him in a new light. <laughs> oh, okay. That would be the moment in the rom com when the heroine would revise her opinion of the the difficult man. Yeah, but. Ah, the trouble is with this rom-com because there's an age difference of about 40 it's more of a it's a sort of if Woody Allen wrote another rom-com <laughs> <laughs> so let's not even think about it so anyway new Oliver Sorry. Twist so now I have I have I have, Twist I saw the headline for this mm. and uh, they've, they've already they're on the verge of casting the Dodger no, casting the Dodgers yeah. sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> but I mean, uh, who's actually in the, casting... the runners and riders, Frank? Well, the, number one, would you believe it? <laughs> number one in the frame didn't see this coming. Who would you go for? Let's before we go to Dave. To, I've always the fancied Dodger. Yeah, it's the going to be a, a, a young boy, young man. Can, can I come up with a suggestion? I would say Arge. Daniel Radcliffe. From Only Arge. Wears Essex. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got the Cockney accent. Hey, Can't Joe, Joe see Essex. yourself. Look, you know. Joey Essex <laughs> can be one of the other orphans. But can yeah. you imagine that, you know, someone's thinking we've got to go really different on this. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the door opens, Joe Swash. We've gone straight. <laughs> we've gone straight in Route One, Artful Dodger, because he is—he sort of is the Artful Dodger in many ways. Um, but I was thinking because uh, I've always quite sort of fancied myself. I thought I, I Rylan. Oh, we all know that. I, I know that <laughs> Rylan is a sort of more spindly Artful Dodger. Mm. Is, is, uh, but you can't have—he can't have teeth like that. The and Artful he can't Dodger. say. All right, babe. <laughs> when he comes into the lair... I, th- I think he could say, all right, babe. He's too tall, I think, as well, Rylan. Oh. I, I think Rylan has sort of been promoted. <laughs> now, he's the, now he's in charge of Supermarket Sweep. Oh, yeah. yes. 
he I think he's more of a Fagin character. Okay. Uh, no. Well, look, can we just say Rylan isn't in the running for this? No. Okay. No, the, the, okay. Apparently, um, the fave. A new one. The fave is um, is Rita Ora. What? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, can we not have anything anymore? <laughs> the artful dodger, a woman. <laughs> she. Frank always calls her. <laughs> Even our criminals are being taken now by the women. Yeah. They're taking our dodgers. Uh, women, women can be criminals too. They wouldn't do it with Ted Rillington Place. Let's Look, face we, it. <laughs> there are some jobs yeah. we don't want. John Reginald Christie. <laughs> can I just it's, say, uh, women have Elk, the Elkie right... Elkie Brooks <laughs> is John Reginald Christie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you Women saying. can be pickpockets too. Yeah, I'm no. going on a march this next weekend. <laughs> Our right. right to pickpocket. This sounds like a line from uh, John Cleese's uh, <laughs> divorce tour. <laughs> anyway, she's she's the fave. She's the fave. Oh, she's going to be wow. terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, so the li- lines are alight with talk of what the best-selling novel of all time is. Oh, right. yes. I'm sorry if I made a mistake. Well, Judy from West Norfolk has ploughed in and said, surely Tale of Two Cities hasn't outsold the Da Vinci Code or Harry Potter. I mean, just based on nothing. Well, it's, it's had longer. Yeah. I think it's had longer, but also I think people have fewer it... choice and distraction then, which is why it yeah. might be. I don't and know. They Did they have the uh, were... international distribution that they they've were, got now? There were less books as well, so less oh, choice. Dickens was was very popular in America, though. I'll mm. have you know. But I imagine Harry Potter and the Da Vinci Code is yes. global, isn't it? I, Harry I, Potter and I the said, Da Vinci Code, that's, yes. that would be a good... That would be a great... I mean, imagine Well, that's basically that. a licence to print money. Right? I, I, <laughs> I mean, you might as well. I was told by people that know mm. that um, Stephen the Moffat... Illuminati. Stephen Moffat and um, J.K. Rowling actually got together and wrote a Doctor Who stroke Harry Potter script. Ah. And then there was all sorts of arguments about, you know, royalties and whatever. Not between them, but, like, you know, the big mm. companies and things. Mm. And then it, it was never made. But somewhere in a locked thing is that script. Worth saying. Wow. Extraordinary. Oh, wow. Um, so 821 has oh, yes. said, um, Don Quixote is the best-selling novel of all time with... Oh. 500 million sales. Really? Tale of Two Cities is second with 200 million sales. This is the book charts on Absolute Radio. (laughs) I'm genuinely interested (laughs) to learn that. Don Don Quixote. Yeah. Really? Well. Who knew? Who didn't know? That that person did. Is it Spanish? Well, I mean, it's, 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 you know. It's Spanish. Spanish. I played played Don Quixote once in in a play. Oh, how was that? Um, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was no Camino, um... Camino Real. The play was called, and uh, it was at Warwick Art Centre when I was a student. Oh yeah. It's a terrible bloke in the cast who did martial arts. Who, um, I wouldn't wish him dead, but if they phoned me and said he had died, I'd, I'd be over it. In Why minutes. was he terrible? I just, you know, some people are terrible. Okay. I can't get around that. Um, we were talking 
We were, we're talking, talking about, about Oliver Twist. Where's my sitar? <laughs> okay. And uh, he channels Ravi sometimes. Oliver, Oliver Twist. Um, we were talking about Oliver Twist, and I was I was rude, and I said I bet I wasn't very kind about um, Rita Ora's proposed performance, and I, I'm sure she she'll be that. great, but she'll bring. You have made a, a very good observation about her, Frank, which is that she belongs to a group you call the Five Items. Uh, or less, I think you call it. Um, Do you know, want to explain what five items or less Well, I is? don't know enough about her to know if she's exactly. in it or not, but um, I think it's nine items or less. Is, is, I do apologise, it's five or You know when you go it? into the supermarket and there's nine items or less? Mm. I'm thinking of the celebrities mm. who you, you wouldn't be able to name more than nine things that they'd done. Right. Yeah. I think five items probably does work, because, you know, some people have had some big things, but not not that... Exactly. Yes. But I don't. I, I wouldn't be able to put her in because I don't really know her work. Okay. I w- if I was going to go lady for um, for um, Halloween Dot- for Dot- <laughs> <laughs> Emma. <laughs> no, for, I was going to say for a career move. All oh, right. Now, if I was going to go lady, I would go uh, Cara Delevingne. Lovely idea. Nobody does urchin like Cara does. And she's got Top that. Hats. You could believe that she was a Victorian. <gasps> she's got Excuse that, me. you know, I haven't had a meal since we mogged the butcher's boy look to her. Yeah, but you know what? She's going to struggle with the old accento. I mean, gone city yourself. I mean, she's quite posh, isn't she? I know, but she'd do it. She's an actor. Mm. I think she'd be great, and she'd be all grubby and thin, but that the startling blue eyes suggesting there was a good a good person in there somewhere. Mm. And the big bushy brows, Jack Wilde, the original Dodger, had very bushy brows, I recall. Did he? I don't remember that because I just uh, under the top hat, everything was Can in I, shade. What, what do you? Um, I think we need to go to a break shortly. But we uh, before I, I, we do, it's hurting ice my ice cube uh, as it's hurting my ribs. The producers <laughs> prodding them that hard. <laughs> Um, that, with, uh, with wow, her, that escalated. With her um, garden cane. <laughs> She's getting the cobwebs off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have never. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 587. <laughs> that is wrong. It's not Don, Don Quixote. The modern novel bestseller is the Da Vinci Code, but the bestseller of all time, including the Bible, excluding the Bible, is, as Emily says, the tale of two cities. Oh, Emily's come back. She's slipped back. Oh, stop it. I'll get big-headed. It was just like China in the um, men's relay heats last (laughs) night. It looked like they'd dropped back out of it, then last minute burst through again. Do you know, that makes me so happy. Well, that's... Well, you know, it could still change. um, I'll tell you what makes me even happier is Frank's suggestioni of Cara Delevingne as the Artful Dodger. I think Ah. that's absolutely inspired casting. What if we actually... uh, What if Disney actually... uh, if it got back to Disney organisation and they said, you know what, that's not a bad call. We got her the job. Now, (laughs) they are talking Well, thanks, would we get nothing? (laughs) What percentage do we get? No, Ten. I don't want. I don't want their money. Um, you know. Well, some, I read this week you, you only got eight hundred quid for three lions. Did I tell you? Is this true? This is what one of the papers said. Did you know that was in the papers? I didn't. I didn't. Okay, just so you know. Um, Rai Kuda. I, I was talking to someone who was working with Rai Kuda, mm. and um, his agent said they've offered you a million pounds to play at um, Disneyland Paris. Oh yeah. And Rai Kuda said. I don't twang for the mouse. 
<laughs> that was the end of the conversation. Absolutely. So, I love that. So, um... Now, the other people, we should talk about who else we think. You've already... Frank's got his casting duties out the way. So Adele is being lined up to play Nancy. I can see that. But has she done acting? I just came up with a bit of rogue casting. Okay. Which was the uh, Conservative MP Michael Fabricant. Oh, the one with the the hair. He's got lovely blonde hair. Yeah, I don't know I just imagined him singing, as long as he needs (laughs) me... Yeah. They have to sing it in that very Cockney way. Yeah, you have to do... The co- there's a Cockney thing which is a bit like... You know the Doppler effect that if a, if a, a car goes past you... Oh, it's got a sort of vibrato. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yes, ain't oh, I'm getting married in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the Cockneys, I don't know what they, they... They they go in and out of focus, the Cockneys. I don't know what's wrong with them. Um, Fagin. Come on, Fagin. yourself. Fagin. Fagin in this version, uh, Ice Cube is obviously being lined up. Obviously, you say. Yep, Ice Cube. Is that all right? I've got to pick a pocket or two. Is that all right to recast <laughs> Fagin as... Uh... Well, I know there were... That sounds... They're, they're on thin ice there, aren't they? I believe Thin Alec, ice cube. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with the original Oliver Twist, the non-musical version. Oh, yes. The David Lean. Yes. Ah. Uh, played by Alec Guinness. Yes. yes. Alec Guinness to Ice Cube. Uh, but I think that was sort of semi-cancelled, that version, for various reasons. Yeah. Yes, that performance. Um I mean, I, I, Ice Cube, I'm not sure what you think he'll bring to the part. Well, mm. I, I, I just, it, it depends whether you're trying, how close you're going to be to Oliver Twist. I mean, I'd have thought that is one of the great mm. classic um, Jewish parts in mm. all literature. Mm. So it's right. quite a big thing. Does this mean Mel Brooks could play Othello now? Yeah. 8, 12, 15. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So we're talking about... Uh, well, we were just talking about Ice Cube as Fagin. Mm-hmm. I think and he'd other things I, I never imagine. thought I'd say. I can Im- he'll play all gangster and Ice stuff. Cube. Like. Although, um, here's the thing about Ice Cube. He's, a, he's not... I mean, I, I don't want to upset Dre or any of those guys. They don't listen anymore. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> Listen, they don't, they don't, if, if the cockerel's not on the show, they don't even. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. It's just, it's just I know, but just in case, maybe Easy E might still occasionally listen to the podcast. Mm. I just, I'm not throwing any shade, however. We might get Lady Sovereign if we're lucky. <laughs> Lady Sovereign. <laughs> Who came up with the best measuring system ever in that? the Celebrity Big Brother house? Mm. She said, do you remember this, Frank? You pointed it out to me. Go on. She said, how big was it? They were talking about a portion size. And she went, I remember it. It was like a cat's paws. Oh, one. yeah. Do you remember <laughs> cat's paw size. I mean, <laughs> I brilliant. Yeah. Um, like some sort of primitive instinct she had for measuring. It's a mighty boosh system of measuring. Um, so obviously there's... I mean, what worries me about this is Mr Bumble. Right. I just want to make sure they don't go rogue. I think Gemma Collins, I think that could be a female. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? You want more? They said they make life difficult. I can't even believe you want more. I can't even believe it, (laughs) Oliver. (laughs) And then she'd have to sing. Oh, is there other songs in this? 
Oh, yes. Oh, OK. What's your favourite Oliver song? Oh, Consider Yourself. Oh, OK. I like Pick a Pocket or two. I mean, I imagine... I like to pick a pocket. They won't be able to do... Um, in the national obesity crisis, they won't be able to do food, glorious food, surely. You're going to drag the whole Can, nation down. Where is love? That's a lovely song. Are you OK? Yeah, OK. I'm, yeah. Can I just say something? What I don't Pussy like... Said to the L. OK, calm down. Can I say something about consider yourself... Under pressure! I don't like. Yes, God. I am. What? I can tell you something I don't like. I don't know how you, where you two stand on this, but in Consider Yourself, they do that thing where someone sings a line and the other person says it. Rex Harrison does this. For example, consider yourself at home. Oh, I oh, hate I like, it. I like so a bit good. of that. Oh, ugh. Oh, why can't a woman? You're <laughs> more like a man. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't me talking. That's, <laughs> that's a musical trope. When someone is entering into a new world and they start to believe, they start to join in with the song in a yeah. tentative way. Yeah, they yes. sort of talk at first. Yeah. Does, and then they get into the song and they're part of a new era well, of their life. The second bit, well, he says, Harris. consider yourself, and he says, part of the family yeah. we've taken to you. <laughs> so strong. Now no. you're getting it. <laughs> yeah, well, in... in yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Can I give a round of applause to that very fine moment on the show? <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. There was an interesting story uh, this week about... I, you know I love a have-a-go hero and all mm-hmm. those guys. There was um, Jason Donovan <laughs> this week. Oh! <gasps> Yes. Um, was, um, became a, a heroic figure. Uh, I'm slightly confused. You saw this. It's, it's, saw it? Yeah. Never to be deleted. It's a confusing tale. Um, Jason, uh, there's a fire um, in somebody's side entrance. We mean house. No, but it said in their side entrance. OK, Frank. And it said, in look, here? the police said, luckily, um, like Mr Donovan... Uh, mm. He said, I'll give you the actual quote. He said he noticed the fire from his property over the road. Yeah. Right. There's a fire at his neighbour's house. Yeah, the fire was at 4.30am. Mm. Is he still operating on Australian time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should say the shocker was that he ran out in his pants wielding a fire extinguisher. Yes. I think two fire extinguishers. Two. I yeah. do apologise. Let's hope. For Let's downgrading hope were... him to the one. Yeah. He... Let's hope they were both. <laughs> OK. OK. He, as often happens in these stories, the the sort of reps from uh, w- from the services were, were a bit of jokers going yeah. on there. We had, um, they always quip in these stories. They quipped. He said, everyone needs good neighbours. It's actually uh, yeah. everybody, but never yeah. mind. Doesn't scan everyone. And everyone needs good neighbours. And the watch manager on the scene, who I believe is sort of the sort of hose governor, said uh, he looks good for it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Who'll play that in the new Oliver? As I call him, Daddy. Um, So uh, he called him. He said he looks good for his age. Well, if Jason yeah. was in his pants, it yes. turns out. Mm. Um, 
Now, look, I... It, it, it's fine. Fine that it did. I mean, if I'd have been having a go in this, it would have been... I sleep in more clothes than most people go out in. Oh, really? So I would have been fine. No, you wouldn't. You wear a Donald Duck single pyjama top. It would well, have been absolutely gross. Only in the summer. I just wear a pyjama jacket. You can't... If I, It would have been a picture of me in the paper fighting fire in just a pyjama jacket. <laughs> Bare bottom. <laughs> In the worst moment slash best. Look, of my all life. this, all this would be fine, and I'd be admiring of him. Um, mm. Although it does say modest Jason played down his act of heroism. Yeah, but he did put a picture of himself doing it on Twitter. Yes. I think, right. which is a very odd picture because there's people just standing around in it. It looks like Is there's he, loads of people. Yeah, it looks like there's loads of people there, and he's just streaking through in his pants. Everyone else is fully dressed. Look, Why is he everyone else has one? managed to put clothes on. Also, everyone's everybody's got good clothes by the door. A robe. Okay? I put on a, a dirty old black T-shirt the other day. Look, all I would say is this. Um, <laughs> is that he has just announced a new tour. Oh, that's convenient. If I was the police, I might have a look in his garden shed to see if there's any <laughs> petrol cans. That's all I'm saying. Well, I think he's in oh. Joseph, isn't he? Put the coat on, mate. No. Yeah, exactly. Put the Technicolor dream say, coat on. We... Cover yourself up. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hmm? Frank and I went to see his pharaoh. Oh, yeah, he plays, he's not Joseph anymore. No, oh, no. time and is cruel. You say that. Ripped. Really? Yeah. Absolutely ripped. So um, right when we said. Did you think he was ripped? He looked pretty good. Come on. Okay. Fair enough. After really? What he's been through. You want to go up against Jado? No, he was. Um, I mean, you look fabulous, Frank. You've got a lovely yeah, pair of legs. He is. He's one of the best kept arsonists. <laughs> I think in <laughs> pop <laughs> Relax, everybody. So, what's going on this week? Cheltenham Book Festival, Emily? Yeah. Interviewed by David Baddiel. What is that Thursday night? Thursday what? at 8.30. Okay. You can please come and see us. My dog's coming. Oh, I loved your book, Em. Okay. Mm. I did the audio book, weeping on the motorway. You did the audio book. Very dangerous. Well, no, so I didn't. Well, David I mean, Baddiel be on Thursday night. I finished with him. <laughs> Well, I can't go because I shall be playing the G Centre in Guildford on my current tour. Oh, are you on tour? Are you? I am. Can you please remember to put pyjama bottoms on? Um, I worry okay, about I, you. I will. Gareth, like will you do this Thursday? I'd like to do a show in pyjamas. Like, do you remember, was he called Freddy Fingers or something that was in the Boomtown Rats oh, who always oh, wore yes. pyjamas? Oh, really? Okay. What are you up to then, uh, Gareth? Oh, Gareth, you've got, you're I'm at in, King's um, Head. Weymouth tonight, downstairs at King's Head next Saturday. OK, I'll Very be there. Funny. Come and see London me. Listeners. The King's Head isn't yet. It's in the Crouch End in Crouch London. Crouch End, yeah. Okay. Oh, I like this section. It's quite one show. It I is. enjoy it. It is. So that's got the blogs on. Oh, oh, and thank you for listening to us. Gareth, thanks for coming in this we week. We love it's you. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you always, for it's having always, me. It's always a joy to see you. And um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.